When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. It is Mick and Christian once again to have a belated chat about the fucking boss result that was Newcastle 1, Liverpool 2. Um, yeah, before we get into yellows, reds, goals, substitutions, um, Eddie Howe, and the fucking assistant fellow, whatever his name is, being a bit of bed. All that, all that, all that stuff. Christian, how are you doing, lad? Yeah, I'm all good. You know, I've been bouncing out of bed uh, yesterday morning and this <laughs> so morning. It's fucking. It's brilliant to be alive. <laughs> that's that's the thing, isn't it? Because that all it takes yeah. is like, yeah, that's all it takes for like you to be like, right? I'm fully, I'm fully into this season now. I mean, the way the game was going. We'll get obviously yeah. get into it in more detail. You're thinking it's going to be one of them days, and the way it turned out was just well. It, it's it was a the definition of a of a, a smashing grab, really. The way, the way we the way we got it at the end. Yeah, and you know, I, I I'm so much better nowadays. To you know, when, when we're shit like last season, many times, many occasions where you and me were sitting here talking about you know where we're not up for it. I'm I'm better to analyze it and actually not let it affect me too much it will just straight after a game uh you know i'll be feeling like you know I, you know let down or disappointed for a little bit but i'm better just you know removing it out of my life at the moment after uh, especially when you and me have talked and stuff and just because you got other things in your life going on i'm so much better to you know a little bit older than i was before but i still when you you know have games like against newcastle and you come away with that win I'm still living that hundred percent as much as I can because I'm. I feel like I can't let you know bad moments affect me too much. But when we do great moments, I'm gonna just you know soak it all up and live it straight to the you know the full because otherwise you will be miserable, you will miss out. But you know trying to balance it like that that's that's key for me anyway. So you know like I said, I'm I'm just happy because. The, you know the game we saw and the way it started and the way it ended. It just it's just Liverpool for you. That's what we do, and it's brilliant to support them. And like I said, it's brilliant to be alive to experience it. It is indeed, and to get like we said after the Chelsea game and getting the draw and then beating Bournemouth, coming from behind with um, and getting having ten men and then kind of having something similar in a um, a very difficult game going to to St James's. I think the I mean I think Newcastle were. Um, favourites to win, according to like betting sites, I'm sure they would have like been a favourite to win for, on, on most sites just because of maybe the way Liverpool have been. Not a hundred percent, and Newcastle have obviously got a very, I suppose, more structured team. You can't, you knew who was going to start for them. Whereas for Liverpool, we had a few question marks, obviously that we discussed with Farrell. Like, is it going to be, is it going to be Nunes? Is it going to be Jota? Is it going to be Gakpo? Is Endo going to play? Um, obviously, when we done that, Chakanate wasn't injured. He, he then gets injured. You then got Joel Matted coming in. So 
What were you, what were your thoughts when you saw the lineup? Because I think obviously with the Canati injury and stuff, I was I was happy that that was kind of what I thought it was going to be with with the lineup with Endo obviously coming in for his for his first start and Gaspo going back up as the as the nine. I think that was probably the best team we could put out at the time we, we started the game. Yeah, um, like you know, I obviously you know uh, I, I want Avinunis to play. You know, I I wanted it before his uh, perfect you know substitution and impact on the game, but I totally understand why Klopp choose to have Gakpo uh, up front uh, against Newcastle. You know, with his uh, physicality and the way he can hold up a ball and come a little bit more deep. And I know we talked about it in the you know uh, preview as well. Uh, so I was totally fine and, you know, excited by that lineup. Uh, obviously, a shame that Kanata was out. But, you know, Joel Matip, yes, he's a little bit older. We know he's very injury prone and all that. But, you know, he still can do a great job for us. So it's not like the, it's the end of the world, like many people wanted to, you know, make out of it. Yes, I prefer Kanata, but Matip can still play. No doubt about that. So when I saw the lineup, I was like, I, I was happy as well that Endo started because... I think, you know, what we heard from what Klopp said about him and what we read and, you know, everything that's been going on on the, you know, on the internet about Endo since he arrived is that, you know, he's that player who will put in a shift, he will work hard, he will run, he will break up play. Uh, so I, I totally understand that we need that defensive balance uh, in the team, especially away against Newcastle. So when I saw the lineup, I thought, yeah, let's go for it. It's it's a great team, you know, on the paper, no doubt about it. Yeah, it was. I think it's... Um, I mean, it was the best we could put out. So I was kind of happy. And obviously, like you said, with uh, Endo getting a start, the ability to put push Macher a bit for, further forward, and obviously Diaz, Salah on the wings, the Gakpo dropping into the holes. You could see it. You could envision it happening. What like patterns of play and stuff like we saw, I guess, last year when we beat them two 0 You thought hopefully we can get, I guess, do a smash and grab in a in a in a much different way than we did. Maybe like like counter attack and and catch them. Maybe catch them cold in certain moments. But obviously, with the, the the events that unfolded, it kind of turned a little bit a different way. But let's just go through it chronologically because I think there's, there's quite a, a bit to get to through. So let's just <laughs> let's just do that because I think Liverpool start the game okay. I guess first couple of minutes, like first I don't know, I guess three four five minutes, um, passing the ball around, but. Which we're trying to make things happen. We're not just sat back, and we're not we're not pressing too high. We're trying to do a, a little bit of both, I guess, in a, in a game where it's risky, I guess, to go full fully either way. You need to kind of feel your way into the game. I think Liverpool tend to try and do that as much as they can. But um, I guess it all it, it all starts when Trent Trent gets that yellow on six minutes, and it's yeah, it's a yellow, I guess, technically with the with the new laws where. You kick it away, or you nudge it away slightly, and or whatever. Like I'm, I'm all for giving people yellow cards if it's like a proper boot away or whatever. <clears throat> but the thing that's pissed me off, I'm sure it pissed you off, and it pissed everyone off, is Anthony Gordon basically shoulder barges him in the back. If it was a shoulder to shoulder, I'd be like, yeah, you, you get them sometimes, sometimes you don't. But a nudge in the back with his shoulder into Trent's back, and Trent's obviously going off the field to play. Is a ridiculous shout and not give it a yellow card. So the the fact that with that weren't given, the fact that then Trent is pissed off, gets a yellow, then they instantly their tails are up and they're like, well, let's give the ball to Gordon every moment we can. Let's try and get Trent sent off. Uh, but what, what were your thoughts on on that? But then just the the, the, the yellow for Trent. You know, I think it's an absolute disgrace when you look back, uh, you know, at it and the situation because first when it happened, it goes quick, obviously. Uh, but, you know, when you see it, like you say, it's a, you know, push from with the shoulder in the back of Trent. He slides off the pitch, you know, he comes with speed and get that push. He just slides off and you would think that's a free kick for Liverpool. No problem, no doubt about it. And then obviously he knows that he doesn't get it. He gets frustrated, throws the ball. I, I don't think he throws the ball in a manner that is should result in a yellow card. I think, I think players should have the you know option to react, to have some emotions. I understand, like you said, you shouldn't kick the ball away up in the stands. You, sh- you shouldn't throw it like hard away further or whatever. But he doesn't really do that. He just reacts and it's in a, you know, you need, you need to be able to have emotions in a game, even if you're a player, not only fans. You need to have that as a player as well. You, yes, you should ha- not you know, go over the top like we probably will discuss about Virgil van Dijk as well. But 
I think it's just taking away the emotions of the game as well. So, and also, yes, I understand his reaction because you know he should have a free kick, and obviously he, he's given a yellow card because of the new laws, like you said, of the game, which I think is pathetic in in my opinion. I think you know there, there's a certain yellow cards, like I said, like you said as well, booting away the ball for that's a yellow card, no problem. But this situation is not a yellow card. You you can tell him like you do it again, it's a yellow. You know, give him a you know a, just a um, what do you call it, like a verbal warning if you like. Um, and obviously that results in other situations with Trent that you think is totally wrong as well, but obviously benefits us. But it's just weird the way that the you know the referee lose control of the game by making that decision and then the decision just keeps on, you know, unfolding and it's just weird decisions all the way through, obviously up until the red car, which we'll we'll discuss, but I don't know. It's it's just one of them where you, you get you get so tired of seeing all this inconsistency, inconsistency and weird decision that is actually made by the referees in the Premier League nowadays. So you just get tired of it. Yeah, and and the show, the first episode of the show I did with uh, Glenn Turner, like ref regard, that was like a, obviously Glenn's a former official and been in the Premier League and FIFA for eighteen years until he retired in December. So it was a good chat with him because he basically said straight away, John Brooks had basically a horror show that game. and He didn't have control of the field, didn't have control of the players. Um, I don't know what what was going on. Obviously, it happens sometimes. And obviously, sometimes we get it in our favour where refs come to Anfield and they're maybe not the best ref and you can really, we can influence it by, by being loud and by being vociferous, getting behind the lads, screaming for everything, like everyone does. But I feel like something like that is... Is crazy not to give like it's 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 a textbook foul. It's a textbook foul by Anthony Gordon on Trent. So to not get that and then Trent it and straight away instantly get a yellow, it just puts us on the back foot. And with like first six minutes of the game, you then your right backs then gonna get targeted, like I said, by the by, by their winger, um, and that's kind of what happened because I think it's ninety seconds later their little plan of trying to do that. Gordon gets by Trent. Trent leaves a little bit of an arm on him. Um, I mean, it's not much of an arm, but in today's game, anyone, and we know the history of Anthony Gordon, he will go over with the slightest, if you blow yeah. on his ear, he'll, he'll, he'll fly over and do 10 cartwheels, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's really frustrating, but it's it's a game plan and it's hard to do that. And, and it's, it's tactics and it's a way of influencing the game, getting players sent off, obviously. But it's it's still really frustrating. It's not obviously the ref doesn't give him the yellow. Which obviously we're thankful for because a yellow and then a follow by another yellow ninety seconds later we would have been fucked basically having um, having without Trent the, the rest of the game obviously it happens anyway with Van Dijk which we'll get onto in a bit but I think losing Trent that early I think obviously thirty minutes earlier than that it was like twenty twenty six twenty two minutes before the, the Van Dijk incident so yeah. it's a lot more time to have ten men and to and to kind of have a defensive rear guard to keep them out. And I think, luckily, he didn't give that one. But, like I said, when I was talking with Glenn, I think it maybe it was like, was he doubting himself going into the second one? Was the, should he have gave a free kick to us? They're quite close together with 90 seconds apart. So I think all that thing, all that type yeah. of stuff comes into it. But, 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 that's what I, that, yeah. but that's that's what I hate with it, though, that... You know, he should have a yellow card in the situation. He should be sent off because he does, you know, stop their counter-attack with him going past him by putting his arm on his shoulder. Yes, he might go down very, you know, easy, but it's, it's still a free kick and a yellow card for me because he stops them actually mm. attacking for a... for a. It could possibly turn out a goal-scoring opportunity at that moment because there's so many people coming running and he goes, goes past him and he actually pulls up his arm, he drags him down and it makes it stop and we can organise again you know, come back in opposition. So for me, that's yellow card and he should be sent off. What pisses me off is that he gets the the first yellow card incorrectly and then, you know, he doesn't get the yellow card that he should have, uh, you know, the second one. And then that's that's straight away makes the, you know, the the referee, like I said, lose the control of the game because he just, you know, not refereeing correctly at any situation to start and you know you can have the discussion about VAR and in interference and what it should be used for but I just think if it was used for just you know because he gives Trent a yellow for you know his reaction of throwing the ball in on the pitch when he's get when he gets pushed 
I think because it's a yellow there, you know, the VAR should be able in a sec, few seconds, just communicate with the referee saying it actually is a free kick for Liverpool. So he can withdraw that yellow card and be like, yeah, I got it wrong. No problem. And everyone is happy. I think it should be used to actually help the referees instead of the way it's used now, because sometimes you just know that it's used for the offside penalties, you know, send, sending offs and all that. But in this situation, it's a yellow card that can actually affect the game as it does as well with the incorrect um, situation, just uh, the the moment after where it should be sent off because that's, that's the rules. But oh, like you said, he, he maybe doubted himself for the first situation. So that's why you just leave it, but that's wrong. And I fucking hate it because, at another point, it will be us having those situations where you think he should be sent off, but he won't because they might have done something before. So I think, you know, if VAR can just tell um, the referee that, you know, the yellow card should not be given to Trent in the first, in that moment, obviously, in the couple of seconds, because they got the they got the um, images on the screen. They could just be like, you know, just replay them for yourself for two, three seconds and see that it's a push from Gordon. Should it be a yellow card free kick? They will go on with the game. Shouldn't be able to take you no longer than that, but it's just frustrating because it just keeps on going every fucking game. Not not just only ours. It's actually you know every fucking game in the Premier League at the moment. There's something you'd be like, what is going on? Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I'm getting up here now. <laughs> it, it, no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't come even. It shouldn't even have to come down to that though. Like the the, the refs should be better referees. They should know that. That's a free kick on Trent. Like the, the whole the whole scenario. Yeah. It should be I agree. It, it doesn't even happen if that referee's competent and goes, Yeah, that's a foul on you've just pushed him in the back there, lad. It's a, it's a foul, let's crack on, it's a free kick to Liverpool. Then like obviously the game changes completely, none of that other stuff, but like the result doesn't happen, obviously, and it's slightly it's completely different, the result. So yeah, it's the tr- ref training needs to happen and the people using VAR, I mean, that's it's it's just a it's not even I don't even see the value of VAR at this point because the two referees exactly. are too too much of a shitbag and the the worrying about what's going to happen and they're not going to the screens, they're not getting revised to go to the screens. They're trusting the mates that are in there. They're like, oh, if you think it's not a yellow or you don't think it's a red, then I won't go and check. Or, or I, exactly. they're, not, not, they're not doing anything to to help themselves. Exactly, and all this shit as well that you've seen going on about, you know, them like holding their own backs, like helping each other. They don't want to put each other in, but you know, weird positions and stuff. It'd be like, but that's not the case. You have to follow the rules and do right by the book and actually check and help the help the referee not look like an idiot. If a referee, you know, have missed something or something goes too quick, or you know, where there's any doubt about, you know, certain situations, especially when there's cards involved that can affect the game, or you know, stuff like that, just help him with VAR and just make the right decisions. You've got the tools for it. Just do it. Yeah, I mean, that's an ideal world. We'll probably see it in the next maybe four to six years. That'll probably... Hopefully. I'll, if our web know. pulls his finger out and fucking sorts out the referees and the training of them, then we'll just get rid of a lot of them and start afresh. Then we might see something better. But at the moment, just expect it to continue in the same way, unfortunately, because they are a shit show. Um, but yeah, let's get on to, unfortunately, the goal by the absolute knobber that is Anthony Gordon. Let's talk about the goal. And um, yeah, Trent's ball back by Salah. Very, I mean, very basic pass back by Salah. And there's loads yeah. of things Trent could do with that ball. He could clip it straight back around the corner. He could go whip it across him over to the, the left-hand side of the field. He could just welly it as hard as he can. He could take a touch. He could. He could. I mean, there's a multitude of things Trent could do with that, and we know he's capable because he's an absolute genius on the ball. That's that's never in doubt. But the thing that he does do is the worst thing possibly. Let it go under his foot, and yeah, Gordon gets on it, and, and he's through one and one. And then you you, you kind of hope and Ali has a one of them super Superman moments, which he has later on in the game. Um, but yeah, I think he megs him in the end, and, and it's. I mean, when you through on goal like that, and Ali's running out at you, it's. I imagine it's quite daunting to see a big fella running at you that fast. But he he keeps his composure well, to be fair to him, and scores. And then yeah, I mean, I wasn't like, I wasn't too despondent at that point because I was like, right, it's fine, one nil down. Like you, you can you can you don't expect that, but it can happen with an Asali into Newcastle. They've got a lot of pace on the counter. Obviously, we mentioned Isak on. Uh, and Gordon on the on the preview, and we knew like that side would be targeted in a way, um, and that was even we were even saying that one before Canate was fit. So when Matip's in there ahead of him, I knew that was going to be the case even more that that side was going to get targeted by the by the pace of those two, and it did, and he scored, and 
Um, yeah, I mean, let's not even discuss it really. It was a decent finish, but <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool then don't help themselves again because three minutes later, the big moment happens where Virgil van Dijk gets gets his marching orders, and there's a lot of controversy obviously around this. Is it is it a red? Isn't it a red? Um, yeah, I mean, reference again the show done with Glenn the ref regard show. He, he says it's it's unfortunately a red because comes through him and gets the ball. I think there's some angles where it looks like he just gets the ball and you see the angle, I think it's from the, the, the angle from behind and you can see there just like, he's trying to be front-footed. He's trying to, I guess, do the things that he needs to do because he's, I think he's been, he's been playing, I mean, the last couple of games this season, he's been, I think he's been, he's, I think he's done well. Um, but I think he's in this middle ground where he's trying to be on the front foot but also trying to pick his moments whereas in the past he's just kind of I think in the past when he's been so good he's on autopilot he's not thinking about what he's doing it's just he's just that good it's just like yeah I'm going to go there win that ball I'm going to clear that I'm going to knock you over because I've got too much power I'm going to beat you for pace I think now he's like maybe thinking about things a little bit more and I don't know I I, I mean I unfortunately I do think it's a, a red I, I think if it was Salah up the other end or Gakpo up the other end we'd be absolutely screaming for it on a red card as well and obviously, because it's outside the box as well, it's a red card. I think if obviously if it's in the box, you get you just get a yellow and, and a, a penalty and the double jeopardy thing. But what are, what are your thoughts on it all? I think it was a Isak's. I mean, if he takes a if he takes a good touch there, he's got enough pace probably to maybe get a shot away and be through on goal. And it's it, yeah, it's it's just a, it was just unfortunate, weren't it? The whole the whole thing. Yeah, it goes quick and, you know, in the end of the day when you've seen it back, uh, you know, I agree it's a red. Uh, it's just I, I can't, I, I don't agree with people saying, you know, that Isaac is, you know, clear on goal because he doesn't have control of the ball ahead of him. You know, I, I can understand if he had the control of the ball, you know, in front of him going for a, you know, to finish or shoot and, you know, Van Dijk comes and just clips him and that's obviously, you know, a red card and uh, it would probably be a penalty as well. Even that's the thing, though. Like, if it's in the penalty area and it's just yellow in the penalty, because it's still a very, if it would be in the penalty area and that kind of tackle, it would still be like you're taking the last man out, you know, in a goal scoring opportunity and all that. So it's, it's it's hard sometimes with all these rules. You know, in, in my world, if someone's is clear on goal and, you know, get clipped in the penalty area, it is a red card and a fucking penalty. You know, that's the way it is because, you know, um, it's, it's, it's it's a big error and you know a bit of a dangerous play as well and you're taking the last man and it's a goal scoring opportunity all these kind of things all together but looking at it you know like I said looking back at it I think it's a red but I don't think you know he's in control of the ball uh, he's actually it could be still be discussed but I totally agree with what Glenn said on the show that you had with him uh, and it's like you said, unfortunate that it happens that quick. And I think, you know, he has to turn and then try to take the ball quickly as well and just clips him. So, you know, it, it happens and, you know, we just have to adapt to that situation. Um, the thing is, though, like, we will see what happens now, though. But, you know, because it's only one um, game ban, but we see what happens, obviously, the aftermath of everything, if it gets another one or whatever happens now. I don't know if it's official yet, though. I just know that, you know, it's been reported about it. But it does put us in a situation where we're 1-0 down and Virgil van Dijk is sent off. You know, you feel like there and then you feel like, fuck this. I'm just going to, you know, turn the TV off and go to bed because, <laughs> you know, now it's over because we, you know, we haven't started that well. They already scored and now the captain is sent off. Yeah, I think it's been kind of reports today that it looks like he's been. Um, John Brooks has, has put it in his report that he was using um, language that he didn't like, etc. So that looks like. Did he put in a report that he was shit himself, though? That's the question, you know. Yeah, I'm, but you should have. You should have put. I'm an incompetent bastard, and I shouldn't have been refereeing this game. <laughs> exactly. Let's get me back. I should be sacked. Let's get myself back to ref nursery and get my qualifications redone because I'm a fucking yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think at the current time of recording this, I think it looks like so the one for the red and I think an extra game for the for the extra descent and obviously not not leaving the field and 
yeah. calling the ref a fucking joke and then telling the telling the fourth official don't touch me. Like it's hard. To, it's hard to hear it through. Sometimes you know the truth is hard sometimes to take. But you know that's the thing. I think he's, yeah. he, he just tells them the truth that they are shit at the moment. It's not right. But I I let him take another game. You know a ban. About another game, you know, a ban for that because of just telling them that you're shit. Someone <laughs> needs to step up and actually do it at some point, to be honest. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, he, so if if it is too, so he, you'll miss Villa, which is on Sunday at home. And then we've got an international break already, you know. Let's all yeah. collectively say fuck's sake, because what, what are we doing? <laughs> international break after four games, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So then, then, then he misses Wolves away on the 16th of September. So we'll be back for... West Ham on the 24th at home, so that'll be yeah, obviously great to have him back. And I think Canate will also be back for that game as well. So Liverpool will have the first two choice back for that game. So, I mean, Villa and yeah, that's going to be it's gonna be a matchup in Gomez job, it looks like. But speaking of Gomez, Gomez comes on and um, for Luis Diaz. And I think he, I mean, we'll get into it, Gomez at the end, but let's just, just might as well discuss a little bit now. Like, I thought Gomez, considering... He's not had much chances. He's clearly, I guess, I don't know, is he, is he third or fourth? I guess he's fourth choice. Matip started ahead of him. Um, Canate is clearly a better player now, unfortunately, but Gomez injury, injuries have, have fucked him a little bit. But he came onto the field and acquitted himself so well. I, th- I thought he'd done really well in the game to kind of keep us just using a bit of nous, bit of pace, bit of, yeah, just using his just using his ability, his natural ability to kind of help us. Yeah, the rearguarded needed it. We needed like players to just be switched on and, and just keep the ball, keep it ticking over. And I thought I thought he done really well, didn't he, when he came on? Yeah, I think he came on. You know, came on uh, playing clever, being steady, not overthinking. Just like you said, just doing the job easy, not you know trying any stupid things. Uh, just being a. Uh, you know, it's uh, stable defender taking care of what he needs to take care of that situation. And he, he is good defensively coming on. You know, we, we talk about, you know, playing in a position where he got the pace, he does got the strength. And, you know, the injuries, like you mentioned, has obviously halted his um, career. He was great the, the year, the season that we won the Premier League you know, playing with Van Dijk and he was really good since he actually came to Liverpool at 17. I thought, you know, he was great already then for being such a young lad and I, I liked him straight away. I'm I'm really sad it turned out the way it has for him, but I was really happy that he had this game against Newcastle because he shows that he, I understand people will not, you know, agree with him being a starter when we have Van Dijk, Konata and stuff like that. But he's it's hard to find a better second choice or third choice, if you like, for a centre-back position that can, can come in and actually have those levels. So you can't complain on, he, on having him. You know, there's rumours about him want to have more game time and, you know, with the transfer window shutting soon and rumours that West Ham now, you know, uh, quest, you know uh, um, ask questions about his availability and stuff. But... You know, Liverpool will never let him leave this season because they need something to come in first. And, you know, we know that we've got someone that can come in and actually do a great job at a high level, uh, Now, especially now when Konaat is out and Van Dijk is out. And we should be happy that we got the luxury with that kind of level as a centre-back on the bench, even though we would have liked yep. him to, you know, develop even more and become better. But, you know, you can't complain about that situation that we got that kind of player on the bench coming in and now doing a job for us when we need him. Yeah, I think it's it's if that all chestnut of having when you've had players for that long and Gomez has been here for ages that they just become part of the furniture and it's not like I, I think if they're not in the if they're not in the team all the time they're on the, not in the limelight all the time or they're not always there you you kind of just people forget about them and they, they forget how he's still a talented player he's still got ability yeah it's not, it's not gone the way he wanted to nowhere near um but he's still got talent and I think that I mean, it's one of them. If he does, if he does leave us, I think he goes on to be really good for whatever team he goes to. And we'd be there's always going to be people online going, "Ah, oh, should we should have kept Gomez?" You know, like, yeah. it always happens, doesn't it? Like when Minamino <laughs> left and he's scoring goals and whatever. Ah, oh, great little player, Tacky Werney. Ah, oh, fucking hell, it's like one of them. Yeah. It's but it's it's nice to have that option and to have someone like that coming on the field. And I mean, if you can doubt players all you want, like I was a bit like, I mean, Gomez, I mean, he's had a bad time of it, so. Sometimes you don't know what you're going to get with him. Is it going to be he has his brain fart moments where he, he fucks up and he's got that in him, but he's also got quality performances like that in him. So you just need to kind of, 
I mean, just stick your hand in the pot, see what comes out. But luckily, this was a, a time where he'd done the business for us, which which was good. Um, so yeah, he comes on just after Van Dijk gets sent off. We we get through to half time, and I mean, me and Glenn talked about like the yellow cards and whatever, like Joe Linton and um, Gimmerish, like just consistently fouling not getting yellows, the referee's just got his head firmly up his ass. I don't know what he's doing. He's like he's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just and it became it became a running joke. Like it's uh, it's 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 a foul and, and a yellow card if it's if you're wearing red, but if you're not if you if you're wearing black and white you you sound it's, it's just yeah, hilarious, but, isn't it? Yeah but also with the rules that you know they say you know you should give a yellow card to a player indicating a yellow card to another player, you know, showing yeah. that you know and, and that Jolin happened as well. That. Exactly, yeah. did that. And you also had, I think it was Anthony Gordon actually kicking the ball away when we had a free kick not long yeah. after. And it's just it like, it's, it's the same kind of, you know, uh, length on the ball going away, like when Trent throwed it in on the pitch. It's it's yeah. it's a little kick, it's but it's still a kick to, you know, interrupt our way of taking the free kick quick. So, you know, again, uh, yes, I agree. It was a shit show from the referee and, you know, it you know, when it comes to the yellow cards, they should have, you know, easily have a few of them. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, I don't know. It just needs to be sorted out. But yeah, um, you know, we have some uh, good play, even though with ten men, we're actually playing really well at some moments as well. So you know, the, you, you, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking of us actually going getting points, but I thought maybe just keep it at this uh, and. We'll see what happens, but you know, uh, you could have prepared yourself for what was going to come later on, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've, I've I've missed something very crucial here because two minutes after Joe Gomez comes on, Alison Becker, oh, I yeah. mentioned him before, produces one of the saves, one of the best saves I've ever seen in my life. It yeah. falls to the armor on me. He's close to the goal. He hits it. Fucking flush, it is the hardest he's probably ever hit a ball in his life. Yeah, uh, and Ali just goes, "Now, nah, mate, so I'm just gonna palm that onto the bar and then do a little volleyball spike to smash yeah. it away." He just, he just thinks, uh, you know, no, mate, I'm the, you know, the best, the most beautiful goalkeeper in the fucking world. I'm just gonna <laughs> save this and make it look shit, and I'm gonna make <laughs> myself look, you know, brilliant here, and you know, be a vital part of us actually gonna turn it around, you bastard. So. Yeah. It was yeah. It was just. Yeah. I mean, that would that that would have that would probably it would have that would have probably broke Pickford's arm. I reckon that shot. That would have that would have <laughs> yeah, yeah. snapped one of his T Rex arms. He would have been like just one armed one armed T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yep. it's a it's a ridiculous save. It really is. And at the time, like I was watching it at Redmen, and I was like, that could be crucial come the end of the game. Obviously, hoping that Liverpool are going to scrape a draw. I mean, yeah. we'll talk about what happens and what unfolds, but we go we go into the second half. We get to fifty eight minutes, and and Klopp decides to bring on Jota for Gakpo and Elliot for Endo. Yeah. So I guess yeah, just changing it up a little bit, getting a bit a few more fresh legs on there, and then Newcastle follow suit, bring on Wilson for Isak and Harvey Barnes for Gordon and Longstaff for Tenali. So they're, they're even more fresh, and then Liverpool bring on. Concert, which was nice to see, came on for Matip, 77th yeah. minute, along with Darwin Nunes for Alexis McAllister. And at that point, I was like, at that point, I was just thinking, right, let's just fuck it. Let's just go. Doha Nunes, there's, yeah. there's 20 minutes left. Let's just let's just go for it. Go for the jugular. If we end up conceding another one and we lose 2-0, then it doesn't matter because we've still, we'll still lost the game. We might as well go for it. But he brings Nunes on and it was, and it's easy to say this now, but that type of game where Liverpool have been pretty amazing to keep it the way it was and to keep it to keep it one nil and Zobislai was just like what a guy what a guy he is McAllister was tireless running anywhere everywhere and I was covering spaces everyone's doing a job for the second game running of, of ten men trying to attach yeah. an extra lung to themselves to keep the oxygen going around the body but for for at this point in time when Nunes comes on I just think right this is perfect you've you've done amazingly well so far now let's get the ball down and play balls in behind and let's see what happens and yeah when you saw Nunes lining up was you was you like this is did you think I thought he'd get a goal at least I didn't think he'd get two but when you saw Nunes coming on obviously you're Nunes's biggest fan in the world I'm gonna keep saying that but (laughs) when you see him lining up you're like yes come on this is this is this is Darwin Nunes time isn't it yeah, I, I was I was screaming, you know, on Twitter about, you know, I was like saying, you know, you know, 
what if we had you know a striker with pace and a goal scorer you know that can come in in this kind of game game and you know with his pace cause troubles and hold up the ball a bit because he's a big lad as well you know actually just put some pressure on them you know making a little bit of a joke so Klopp can you you know please listen and then you know just moments after he actually comes on and I was like yes come on just you know give him the ball into spaces behind, you know, hopefully he can have someone to run on. And, and uh, you know, before we come to, you know, the goal and stuff, I also want to say, you know, with Endo, because people had some criticism of his performances, but I think, you know, it's not easy to come in to a new club and play in a new team straight away. And two games where he had played with like, you know, only 10 men and trying to come into the, you know, this the speed of the game in the Premier League and the physicality and all that kind of stuff that we've been talking about before. You know, I think still, you know, all credit to him to, you know, fighting and not giving up. Yes, he's substituted for Harvey Elliott later on. And I think Harvey Elliott had a great, you know, performance as well since he came in and, you know, making a great job for us and doing great things. He, he's he's quite a clever footballer, Harvey Elliott. He's still very young. You know, I, I think some people just look at his attribute as a player with technique, you know, shooting ability, passing, and then he needs to, you know, step up a bit. But I think his football brain is actually very, very good in terms of covering mm. space, you know, being the right place, fighting spirit, and he wants to play for Liverpool and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, so I think that was great substitutions. And, you know, in comparison to what they did, I think they took off some. I know that, you know, fresh legs obviously comes in on the pitch for Newcastle, but I think they actually take off some uh, some great football quality, you know, in Tenali and Isak and stuff like that. I think they actually becomes less better, you know, because of the substitution, not disrespecting the players coming on. I just think in, in a collective way, they do interrupt themselves a bit in the way they are shaped and how they play, which is beneficial for us with the players that we bring on because that's quality. And, you know, whatever happens uh, later on when he... Uh, comes clear and you just fucking strike that ball so beautiful you know it's a perfect finish it's just one of them like we've been talking about before that he just does it by instinct when he doesn't have to think when he just comes clear and just you know can shoot it with his you know I, I wouldn't say that I was sure that he was going to score but it's just the way he moves and comes to the ball and just finishes it off it's just, it just shows that he's a you know he's a proper finisher goal scorer so you know if he can thrive like you said before from his from the belief from the manager and his self-confidence you know this kind of situations and moments can actually make him take so many steps up that you know we can see him scoring a couple of games going and actually score many goals for this season if he starts obviously we, we can discuss that as well yeah and just just on end though like when you when you look at what he's played so he played half an hour against Bournemouth against 10 men um well, obviously, with 10 men, I should say. And he's played 60 against Newcastle. Half an hour was that of that was with 10 men. So he's played an hour, he's played an hour and a half as a footy for Liverpool Football Club. 60 minutes of that was with 10 men. And the other yeah. 30 was with 11 men. So it's like, how, how can you get an accurate picture of what, of what a player is going to be? Like, it's... it's, it's, it's exactly. Even, even if the red cards didn't happen and all that he played these two games with 11 men, you still wouldn't be having, having an accurate depiction of what he is because we, we need to... See what patience. he's gonna what, what he's gonna do. Yeah. Pa- yeah, yeah. Patience is key, like it always is. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into the goal then, because like you said, Darwin Nunes goes through, and it's a uh, yeah. Again, like you said, when he's not got this time to think, he, he, he head down. Where are you gonna hit it? Hit it as hard as you can, but with a lot of accuracy. And I think the first yeah. one, there's a lot of pressure. Like I, I know he's put because he's not got time to think about it. But as the ball's coming through. A great little running behind, he gets through. He's got too much speed, like we said on the preview. He's got balls in behind, he's got too much pace. He's you're not going to catch him, and that's the case. Yeah. And he hits it from that angle and posting in. It's a it's a difficult angle, that one. It's a difficult angle. It's yeah. difficult. I think the set they're similar, but I think that first one with the pressure of like it being one nil down, this is the this is the goal we need just to kind of like, yeah, we'll take a draw. Where he it's puts a, it is it, the only spot where he can put it. With, exactly. With exactly. making it go past the goalkeeper. Otherwise, it's you know as a save or you know it's that's the only that's don't that's the only spot where he can actually put it. And he does it, which is you know shows the ability that he's actually got. Yeah, it's and obviously like we we mentioned on the uh, I think we mentioned on the preview like when you when Nunes scores, it's it's doubly more exciting. It's doubly yeah. you're doubly happy because you 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 want you. You're dying for him to do well. You're dying for him to come on. You're dying for him to for him to score, and you can see it like on his face when he celebrates. It's like oh, that I celebration actually... after the first goal. 
you know, I just I, I watched it all over yesterday and I watched it today and you know it makes you makes me smile and I feel happy, you know, and I, I'm even almost like running myself. It's like Ooh. <laughs> just, <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well you changed it, you changed the profile picture on uh, Twitter. So every time you've been tweeting, I'm like, Who's this? I'm like, Oh yeah, it's Christian. Because I'm just oh, yeah, just yeah. can't can't get used to it. I'm like, is this a is this a football Twitter knobhead or is this, is this someone else? I was like, I oh, know it's Christian. Don't worry. Don't give him shit. It's Christian. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, perf- perfect finishing. And you're like, right, 10 minutes to go. Yeah, it's sound. But I, I think at that point, you're like, right, let's let's keep going. Like, if we if we do go for it and, and, and concede, then we gave it a, a fair fucking go. But yeah, let's, let's go straight to that because Sven Botman goes off, my tag comes on towards the end and... 90 plus three minutes tick over and yeah it's ball downfield and um like you mentioned before Elliot just trying to get involved trying to close stuff down he's there and it kind of ricochets off his I guess his knee or his balls or whatever 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 it is it, it doesn't it doesn't go past them and that's all you need and it, it falls to Mo Salah and yeah we know Salah has got is a a pure goal scorer, but he's also a genius goal creator. He really is. I don't think that gets appreciated enough. I mean, we have Salah time every time on this, every every podcast, but it's usually yeah. for his goal scoring, but his, his assist making is also the ball through. Obviously, Nunes knows straight away. As soon as it drops to Salah, he makes a lovely run from, from inside to out, right back of the defender, and Salah knows that's going to happen. But obviously, they do it quite often on the training field, and it's a great little ball through, and when Nunes is through on goal, you're like, right, lad, you've just done this. You've literally just done this 10 minutes ago. So just let just make sure it goes in, like, please hit the target or do <laughs> something. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've just watched, like, my reaction back on Redman. Obviously, it was recorded. But when you're in there, you forget that. And it is just pure, it's just a pure, joyous outpouring of emotion. Like, it's just, it, that. these are the, I mean... <laughs> I don't want to like over overplay it or whatever, but like it is like these type of moments that you're, you're in footy for. It makes you realize yeah. why you love Liverpool Football Club. We always do it the hard way, but it all also makes it so much sweeter when it happens. Yeah. And when it's Darwin Nunes doing it, that sweetness is just off the chart with loads of fucking sugar in there and all kinds of shit. But it was a, another lovely goal and. Yeah, ninety plus three. Like, there's obviously a, a goal at that time. You, you can't really. You've won the game pretty much. You know it. You know it's over. And it's yeah for Darwin Nunes to get it and to get it in the way that he did, coming on the field with anger in his belly, and he and he showed, showed exactly what he's all about. He's a goal scorer, and we he needs more chances to to prove that. But it was such a great moment when when that went in. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned Salah as well, you know, being a goal scorer and a creator of goals. But I think in this game, we also need to highlight, you know, his work rate and, you know, his, his willingness to fight for 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 the for the team uh, when we're down to 10 men uh, for so long. You know, you can you can tell how much he actually runs and fights and puts in an effort. Not only is a goal scorer, he's actually one who, who puts in that effort as well, which is great. Um, and then he, you know, passes that ball through and... Like you said, a great a great run from Darwin Nunes again, just getting off his defender, coming around him, comes to the ang- angle. But this time it's a little bit more of an easier angle, I would say, you know, and obviously because he done, did it before, not long before that, you know, from a more difficult angle and puts it in perfectly. It just You could just see that he just, you know, just, I don't know, he's just have this aura with self-confidence and the way he moves and just, you know, smashes it perfectly in as well. It's a great finish. And like you said, um, I was standing up screaming, you know, and just jumping around. I think, you know, I, I frightened my daughter quite a bit because she, she obviously didn't know what was going on. Um, even though she does say when we sit there and she says in Swedish, obviously, but we, we support red. That's what she actually says. Uh, without understanding anything else because she's only three and a half years old. But that's what I love. She knows that the red color is important and that we support them. So she she will learn. Uh, she knows the stuff. But, you know, I think I frightened her a bit because I was just, you know, totally mad at that moment. And I, I told my missus as well, I just need to get out of the balcony and almost scream because I got so much adrenaline pumping in my body at the moment. But like you said, that's the moment we live for as football supporters, especially, you know, support Liverpool Football Club. We do it, you know, we, we have so many moments of these kind of, you know, you know, we got you know the the Origi goal against Everton. We got the Allison goal against West Brom, which we got the Barcelona game, the Dortmund game. We got you know Istanbul. We got the Gerard final. We got so many moments where we 
I, I know, you know, the finals are obviously bigger because we're winning things, but, you know, to experience these kind of games where we're 1-0 down, we get the captain sent off, we just, you know, hanging on to just not, you know, concede more goals and see what can come from that if we fight. And then, you know, Nunez, who's been, you know, criticised from some, you know, that he hasn't been that player that we all expected, uh, except for me, that's the point. Um and he comes on, you know, he's that perfect striker that we just need at that moment. And he just, you know, makes two great goals and win us the game. And like you said, you know, we, we he got that in him and he I just I just love him. And I was I was listening to the Anfield rap as well. You know, I heard Neil Atkinson talking about him and you know, every 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 Liverpool supporter that I know that I respect says they love Darwin Nunes because he just got that likability around him and about him. And something that you know, he's a he's a mix of something with Torres, something with Suarez, something with you know strikers that we have had before that we just like and adore. And he got that little bit of everything. So he's like a striker put together by all these geniuses we have had before. Madness, uh, like a South American madness, um, you know, and Torres speed, and you know, a bit of calmness as well. But then he got a bit of finish. Can we see now, like fucking foul? He got all the pieces to become a great, great striker for scoring loads of goals. But I think, you know, we need to use this momentum and moment now to play him against Aston Villa because if Klopp decides not to start him, there's something wrong for me, in my opinion. I'd be like, you can't come on and, you know, have those goals against Newcastle having that impact and now we need to let him grow from this moment. That's my opinion. But, you know, we know what kind of player he is. I just hope they will continue to play and score goals for us because he will be an absolute legend for us. Yeah, it's nice when, I mean, people are still obviously doubting him and stuff and I, I, I get it to to an, a, an extent because of the money and whatever and he's quite raw and sometimes his finishing is and there's times where he has been, been put through like he was and he'll drag it wide and you're like oh fucking hell like the finishing's not quite there at times but yeah. he's it's been said loads and it's, he's a chance magnet he will he will always keep running he will always create chances because that's what he's about so if you give him enough, he's going to score eventually. And I saw like a, you've probably seen this on Twitter like today, like um, you mentioned Suarez there, like goal, goals in their first 45 Liverpool appearances. Darwin Nunes, 17, Luis Suarez, 17. So they both have got 17 goals in the first 45 appearances. And I mean, it's nice to make comparisons like that because like I said, he's got a little bit of that in him, the Uruguay and the South American and whatever. Um, I mean, Luis Suarez was a different level, but to, to still be scoring goals coming off the bench and not his minutes, he's not going to be happy with it and whatever else. But coming onto the field angry and getting goals, and even last season when Liverpool were were poor, he was still scoring goals. Like we've mentioned time and time every week, it's it is about patience. Like these players do need time, and not we're not signing finished articles. We're, we're all about signing players that can come in and thrive and become one of the best and and like you just rightly said you listed off all the players he's he's got bit little pieces and bits of there like he can be as good as he wants to be he's, he's still 24 he's got loads of time and this season obviously with Europa League domestic domestic um tournaments and stuff there's going to be plenty of options for him so even if Klopp doesn't decide to start him against Villa I think I think even if that if, if you start on the bench again say I feel like this was a moment where maybe he started to believe a little bit more that even he's got a big part to play. I think that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Like, even if yeah. he comes off the bench, he knows he's going to score. He knows he's going to get chances. He knows he can change games. He knows he can win games for us. Yeah. He can he can do all those things that a Liverpool striker needs. And I just feel like it was a big mental step. I mean, if, if scoring goals against Newcastle, t- t- 10... 10 um, down to 10 men and you you one nil down isn't a massive boost then it's it would be crazy to say otherwise but it should be for him and I think even the smile after the game when he's doing the interview with Ali and stuff that that was another <laughs> just iconic moment and yeah, yeah I, I, I just I just feel like it's hopefully a, a, just a massive moment in his I guess Liverpool career where if he does then go start against Villa me and you'll be very happy I'm sure a lot of people I won't be with that. That's you're never going to please those people. But I feel like he, if he does and he starts, that maybe get a few more starts here and there, and the clubs going yeah. like you, you deserve this shirt now. You deserve exactly. to play after that game. 
So yeah. I mean, whatever way it goes, I do I do just feel like it's a, it's a this was a just a big statement from him and his confidence levels. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know that that's and that's what we've been waiting for. You know, we can we can look back, like you said. Now he's got the same amount of goals in his first forty-five games. Did you say for Liverpool as Luis Suarez? And you know, Luis Suarez wasn't a certain star as soon as he came to Liverpool. You know, we needed a little bit of patience as well before he actually showed his qualities and you know become became that great player that he actually turned out to be uh, for us. You know, one of the best we've ever seen, to be honest. But it's just. It's just one of them as well. When you look back at last season and you think of, you know, some, you know, I, I know the price tag, you know, that he was really uh, expensive, Nunez, but, you know, he still scored 14 or 15 goals or whatever it was and got a couple of assists. It's not a bad first season in a team. And we said it before, that was not performing well overall, where, you know, no one was really good. Then, you know, midfield was shit. Defensively, we were crap. But he still scored the goals when he got the chance. Yes, he missed some as well. But, you know, we got plenty of strikers that we bought in, you know, in the recent history who hasn't even been near to, you know, score the same amount of goals and showing the same kind of signs as Nunez did. Because we could see straight away that he's got something, you know, the goals that he scored against Real Madrid as well, even though, we, you know, we lost... In, you know, and, and went out the Champions League in those two games. But, you know, the way he scored them and the way he just have these uh, self-confidence aura about him. So now when he actually gets to play and score those goals, that's where I think we need to use that, like I said, momentum to keep on making him go and go again. I would understand, like you said, if Klopp decides to have him on the bench, not because he don't want him to play. It's more also, you know, I... A, a psychological way, you know, because we'd be playing Villa at home, with me, with, which means that they would probably sit a little bit more tight, not going, you know, offensively like Newcastle, especially, you know, when we had 10, 10 men. So it could be a little bit more uh, harder to get spaces behind the defensive line and all that kind of stuff. But to actually have a player like David Nunes on the bench, you know, being the opposition uh, team or defenders, knowing that, you know, it's, it's starting to get like to... 30, 20 minutes left of the game, getting tired. And, you know, you see that fucking bastard lining up under the sideline, just getting ready to jump in. You'll be like, oh, fucking, I'm going to have to, you know, take care of this lad now because he will just run around, you know, causing trouble. So it's one of them um, things as well, which could be a plan for Klopp to be like, yes, I would like to start you, but we might just need you for this as well, blah, blah, blah. We'll see. But in my opinion, I would like him to start because I think if you if you come on and have an impact like that and show what you're all, all about, you deserve to play in that game. Yeah, and I think, like we said, 17 goals, four assists, like two, 2,406 minutes, which I've just worked it out, works out around 27 full games for Liverpool. So 21 goal contributions, in 27 games when you break it down is ridiculous obviously when you look at the actual stat it's 45 games but very lo- loads of them as as sub last minutes last couple of minutes even against Bournemouth he didn't play that long um even in the Newcastle game he came on 77 minutes didn't play that long really um so yeah I think I think it's one of them like he's I think it's one of those he's on he's like we've said he's on the cusp of being <laughs> this this can be a massive moment I think if he goes in the right direction that we all want him to. I think this can be like a, hopefully a moment we look back on next year, say and go, remember that Newcastle moment? That was the moment Darwin Nunes fully announced himself in, in a game where we needed him. We needed him to step up and he did it. He came on and scored both goals. We couldn't have we couldn't have expected anything more from him. We couldn't, I mean, expecting one goal was probably difficult with 10 men, but to expect to get two goals, is he's, he's done above and beyond. So hopefully... This is a moment we look back on and go, yeah, that was the moment Darwin Nunes arrived fully in, yeah. in England and, and and showed everyone that it's um he's not a joke, basically. And he's a he's a real he's a real fella, he's a real guy, a real player. Um so yeah, hopefully that's I've just put something into the a, a little premonition out there. Hopefully that happens next year when we look back <laughs> and, and I can yeah, clip yeah. this up and say, Look, I'm 
get the lottery numbers over to you if that, <laughs> if that happens. Um, you know, but, it happens. You know, it happens often. These kind of situations where you have a player coming in doing this uh, or having an impact in a game, scoring goals, and it's the moment where they grow and you know something happens and everything clicks. So, like you said, let's hope this is the moment we can look back at and think like, yeah, that's when he actually scored them goals, showed what it's all about, and hopefully we can you know look back and see that he scored 20, 25, 30 goals. You know, if he continues to play and he get the chances like this, he will score many goals for us. That's the thing. He will. He will. And I, th- I think you unfortunately predicted two one, didn't you? So you got. Did you get a full? Did you predict two? Did you predict two one? Or did you not? Yes. Yes. Two one. Tight game. Two one. So you got. So you got. So you got the full three points in the WhatsApp group then. Yeah, I think so. I thought. I think I saw something. Uh, it just went by, and I didn't have time because it would work. <laughs> but I, I think I saw it, and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I was correct there." <laughs> nice one. I think nice got, one, Darwin. Thank you. I know that I'm on three points because I think I've got. Yeah, I got. Am I on two points? No, three points. I don't know. I have to check. I haven't. I haven't checked yet. But Paul, I'm yeah. sorry. We will get. We'll get to it before the next game. We will get the. I'll read out the scoreboards because I'm sure whoever's top, if they're listening, they're probably pissed off at me because I haven't mentioned them. But Christian got it right. That's all you need to know. I was close. I think I said 3-1. So I still got one point because I was nearly right. But I need to start just trusting my gut because I mean, I'm just like, I'll come up with a score and be like, that sounds good. And then if you say it or if... It, I mean, I need to. St- I think I need to start going first. That's my point. I think if I hear you say it, I'm like, I can't say the same because it just like it looks, it's boring. Yeah, oh, you should just go with what you think. I know, but I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start going first. That's when I'm gonna go score predictions. I'm gonna come to me, and then I'm gonna put put you under pressure by what I've said, and hopefully that yeah. works. <laughs> Maybe um, we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure it won't. I'm sure I'll still get drunk. It always happens. Uh, but yeah, Liverpool done it amazingly. My throat and voice still hasn't recovered, and I'm sure, I'm not sure if you can tell, but I'm still a bit croaky <clears throat> um, from that because Darwin Nunes is an absolute legend, but. Yeah, Liverpool, seven points. I mean, table means absolutely jack shit at this moment in time, but Liverpool are fourth. Uh, Spurs on seven as well. West Ham on seven. Arsenal on seven. Uh, City, top, of course. Uh, nine points after their late goal, again, I guess, against um, Sheffield United. As we expected, we knew they were, they were going to come back in that one. But Liverpool go into uh, Sunday against Villa with, of course, no Van Dijk, no Canate. Hopefully, might have Thiago back. Probably not, but soon enough. Jones, maybe. Um, so there's there's players coming back. There's, there's players out. There's players then to come back after an international break. So, yeah, I think going into that one, I mean, to, to, to produce the result we did against Newcastle, we're on cloud nine, aren't we, going into that one on Sunday? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, first you have to think and celebrate what happened against Newcastle because it was brilliant, but then you have to, you know, come down to earth again and, you know, realise there's a job to be done at home against Villa before the national break, um, international break, sorry. Um, And, you know, it will be tough because it's a tough team. Um, But I think, you know, if you look at the fixtures starting off this season, Chelsea away, Bournemouth at home, Newcastle away, and you were saying you will have these, you know, points. Because Bournemouth at home, even though we had one sent off, we were expected to win that. But Chelsea away, Newcastle away that early, you know, it will be a tough place to many teams to come to play. To get away, you know, at Chelsea with one point and then go and win it against Newcastle away, I wouldn't, you know... You can always have expectations and wish for it, but I wouldn't say, you know, be certain that we come away with all the points and stuff like we've done. So I'm I'm very pleased in the position we are. I'm looking forward to Sunday. It's another home game. And I think obviously we can, we, we, it will be tough, but I think obviously at home, the second home game of the season, hopefully no fucking red cards, missing it up now. Uh, and we can actually go with, you know, this self-confidence of Darwin. Hopefully, you know, we, we, with Endo coming in, we let, you know, McAllister and Sobosly, we haven't even mentioned them, but they were, I think you mentioned them very quickly, but they were, yeah. uh, you know, immense playing for us, you know, in this game, fucking running everywhere. And Sobosai is the real deal. That number eight, you know, would suit him for a long time because work rate, technical skills, you know, uh, flair, just, you know, perfect, you know, fucking good looking guy as well. Perfect <laughs> for Liverpool. But that's the way, you know, when we have them a further up the pitch, when Endo can actually be the one who will shield the defensive line for us. It's a totally different creativity and way of, you know, uh, making the ball go forward and with the front three. 
So against Villa, you know, I'm really looking forward to it now, especially coming coming off this result against Newcastle. You 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 know, bouncing into the weekend and have high expectations on being back at Anfield and just hopefully get the three points and go into the international break with the, a great point tally in the league and you know something to really look forward to, you know, during the autumn and before the winter and everything. Yeah, I think like looking at the three again, like just quickly, I think a pessimist would look at those three games you mentioned, like Bournemouth. Bournemouth home, Chelsea away, Newcastle away. I think the pessimist goes, yeah, five points, like draw against both. Um, or maybe even I guess maybe even four points, like one loss, one draw, one win. And yeah. I guess if you're super optimistic, you go nine points. So I think I think seven in the way that we've done it with two red cards, Chelsea Ex- away. Exactly. First exactly. game of the season. Like there's a lot to be positive about. And yeah. I'll have to I'll have to ask Mike from Opta what what are the uh, what's the stats on three red cards in a row of Hopefully, oh, fucking God, God forsake that. <laughs> God forbid that happens. But I'd, lo- I'd love to know when the last time that happens. I mean, let's hope it doesn't. But um, yeah, a lot to be excited for going into Sunday against Villa. Obviously, Villa are a very good side. They've got six points so far out of um, the first two. They got beat by Newcastle first game of the season. But since then, they've been very, very good. Some great players. Emery's a great manager. I mean, he yeah. had tarnished, I guess, his legacy of like being in the league a little bit at Arsenal. But there's no doubt in his quality, like European ped- pedigree, Europa League and whatever else. Got a lot of quality. They've got a lot of quality. So we're going to be have to be on top form without our two, two first choice centre back. So we have it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough game, but back at home after this result, the crowd are gonna be fully on it. Expect Liverpool to turn up in a in a very good way. So hopefully the Reds can do that. But we will get into that maybe on maybe on Friday, something like that. We'll do a we'll do a proper villa preview ahead of it and get stuck into team news and we think he'll start, etc. etc. So yeah, we'll leave it there. We did say we're doing a nice round hour and we've just just reached that. So we've we're doing well, lads. And we never, you know what? That might be the first time we've ever said, let's do X amount of time and it's actually doing it. Because we usually say let's do 45 minutes and we end up doing an hour and 20 or something. We always usually <laughs> go over. So we've smashed it. So let's get out of here while well, it's exactly on one hour. Um, yeah. but yeah, nice one everyone for listening. As always, I hope you enjoyed the Ref Regard show as well. Hopefully we'll do another one of them next week as well. Um, but yeah, thanks as always for listening. Really appreciate the sport, as I always say. Thanks to Christian. Nunez, Nunez, <laughs> Nunez. <laughs> is that a little is that a little homage to Alison when he was like, Yeah, Liverpool played well today. Oh, Nunez, Nunez. <laughs> Love that. Um yeah. Up to Alison and Darwin Nunez Reds. Let's go to let's Welcome Villa and Batman. Let's hopefully do that. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back very soon and we'll see you all very shortly. Nice one. Ta-da. I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Copyright Podcast. Podcast Network.